0: I'm Tony Tardio. Hello and welcome to Darren Hinch's That's Life podcast, a podcast where we talk about the big stories of the past, the big stories of today, through the prism of Hinch's six decades in the media. In this episode, America and Australia, where now? Finally, it seems Joe Biden has been confirmed as the new president despite what Donald Trump says. Will our relationship change? Will the world settle down post-Trump? And where do we sit with China? Mr Hinch, welcome again to That's Life.
1: Thank you, Sunshine. All good.
0: The United States and the US presidential election. Still a bit of angst going on there, although Joe Biden will be the president. He will
1: Uh, be. Uh, Look, in recent days and weeks since the election in November, uh, I've watched hours and hours and hours of CNN um, and watching... there's an interview with Harris, uh, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, and it, was, it suddenly struck me. He sounded suddenly presidential. We had somebody making sense. We had somebody talking rationally and calmly and just trying to bring the temperature down, and I thought, this is what we need. This is what they need and what we need. Now, we've also had recently um, Trump... He gave a 49-minute speech to nobody uh, about how he'd been robbed and the election was a steal and da 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 None of the major television stations ran it. Uh, even Facebook and, and Twitter put a disclaimer up about it because he again filled it with lies about I've been robbed, this was a set-up. And what gets me about all this? If, in fact, the Democrats stole the election and set it up so cleverly that state after state went for the Democrats, how come they didn't win the Senate and all these lower House seats? I mean, if you're going to be that clever to win the the presidency, aren't you going to make sure you win hundreds of other seats as well? They lost seats in the House of Reps. The the the,
0: the weird thing is a lot of reputation. I mean, Rudolf Giuliani, for example. <laughs> sad, isn't it? Um, you know, he was the mayor of the world when September 11 happened not, and yeah. he handled that so magnificently. Mm-hmm. And then he gets up in front of... Uh, the media and does this weird media conference where his hair, hair dye dribbling down leaking. his face.
1: It gets worse. You've got his hair dye dribbling down his face, number one. You've got him getting caught by that, that, that stunt where he's grabbing his Borat, penis. Borat. Borat. And he's grabbing his penis, claiming yeah. I was removing my microphone. I've been in journalism all these years. I've never had a microphone in my groin in my life. So number two. And number three, he gave a press conference recently. And in the middle of it, he farted. <laughs> Loudly. <laughs> so, I mean, this is the man, and he's probably going to get a pardon for crimes we don't know about yet uh, from Trump. And Giuliani, what was it the world mayor? I mean, he behaved so well during 9-11 and after 9-11. Well, he was a
0: wonderful prosecutor as well, you know, of Italian descent who took mm. on the mafia. So he, he had everything until he, he got involved with Trump here.
1: The, the argument now is that the reason he's still with Trump and he's still running these specious... Uh, arguments in state after state, getting beaten in state after state, is that he's getting paid twenty grand a day. So maybe he needs some money. Well, I mean. maybe, maybe. But your right.
0: son was working for the uh, Trump. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, the it White is House
1: very sad. Well. It's very really sad, and the fact that Trump won't concede. I, my gut feeling is he won't go to the inauguration with the first time in hundred years somebody hasn't. Um, when you look how Obama, who must have loathed Trump, the day after he was elected when Hillary lost, he invited him to the White House. He, he behaved with impeccable manners. And, uh, and, and, and to see this now going down, I mean, if this... America has interfered in dict- dictator's places when they behave this badly... And now america it looks like a tin pot dictatorship you know sad
0: it, it, it'd be pretty tough for leaders you know because there it does it does get personal i remember keating and howard in the 1996 election and keating never really had much you know political respect for howard always no. called him the desiccated coconut and, uh, you know, picket fence man, you know, from the 1950s. And then when he lost, uh, I remember seeing the TV vision of uh, him showing uh, John Howard around the lodge uh, one afternoon and the two spent about half an hour together, you know, doing the handover, which is a civil thing to do, isn't it? It's Uh,
1: called class, you know, and that's what... I would have thought that Trump is so narcissistic He'd want to be remembered well, and this will go against him down the track. You know, all his, his all his machinations here will go against him. I mean, he, that, that thing I told you, you know, that forty-nine-minute speech was rubbish, and I'm, I'm sure even even his wife is now saying, "Hey, it's over. You've lost. You've lost by six million votes." And even even his own his own Attorney General has come out and said. There may have been some—I'm I'm, paraphrasing—some some, some voter irregularity, but it's not going to overturn the election. Mm. So even his own Attorney General, who will probably have sacked by the time this goes to air, uh, it's just—it's just madness. How, how do you think
0: uh, Trump will be remembered? Uh, not in these years now, but you know, in 15 or 20 years,
1: a, as an aberration. And people say, how did that happen? How did a talk show host? But keep in mind, I mean, he still got in this election 72, 73 million votes, which is more than anybody else except Joe Biden ever. So he still got 70 million votes. So, and and I can't see why he'd come back in four years' time, but maybe he will. I mean, he went off to Georgia because just to show them, and they were tortured in Georgia with the January 5th of this election coming up. Because on the one hand, you've got them saying the election was a fraud, so don't bother re- voting again. And they're saying, well, if you don't vote, the Democrats are going to get the bloody <laughs> yeah, Senate.
0: <laughs> a, you mentioned the inauguration there. Now, yeah. it, it, it happens uh, every four years yeah. on the 20th of January uh, in the uh, the Capitol building. I think they use the,
1: the, the steps, s- yeah. the
0: south uh, part of it, mm. Uh and, of course, we remember the speech given by um, John F. Kennedy at his inauguration. It's, it's quite an occasion, isn't it? Oh, it have you
1: is. ever been to one of those? No, I have not. No, no. No, I haven't. It's, uh, I think it's the South Portico where they do it, but it is uh, It is fantastic. I, I don't know why they are – I read the other day that they're actually building some grandstand or something outside the White House. I can't see what that's for and why are you do it in December when it's not till January twenty. Uh, it's a reminder to Donald Trump that it's all over. Yeah.
0: But well, I, I was uh, I was at uh, the Capitol building in 1989, I think it was, January 89, yeah. when George Herbert Bush was about to be sworn in. And we were there. We went for a tour of the Capitol building. And they were building the uh, structure that they built. Um, uh, so I don't know why they would be doing it at all. i I've said
1: before, uh, I, Hinch's Hunch... Before Christmas, Trump will go to Mar-a-Lago in Florida and he'll stay there. Never and come I think, back. And uh, Melania will go to Trump Towers in New York. That'd be my guess.
0: The thing that's been happening uh, uh, with the US and uh, well, well, uh, the, the ANZUS Treaty, uh, I guess, and, and what we need to work out is how much different will the relationship be between Australia and the United mm. States with a different president?
1: Look, I, I think it'll be pretty much the same i mean we have they are our greatest ally we are their greatest ally we've been together through two world wars um and i think that uh it won't change that much i think it'll become more civil uh you won't have the sort of blustering you had between the phone call with trump and turnbull uh, morrison and trump got on very well together that's true but i think biden's gonna biden's going to i think um just quieten things down internationally. He'll have a more traditional relationship as they argue and fight with North Korea. The China issue, the biggest issue for the next four years for them and for us is China. The Chinese relationship and our our we're in such a parlous relationship with China right now. Um,
0: who, who do you blame for that, Darren? China. You, you don't I, blame us? No, I don't.
1: No, I blame China. I mean, you've got they pick us over barley, they pick us over meat, they pick us over a t- 210% tariff on wine. Um, I know Morris has got some criticism for the wording he used, but when the Chinese used that disgusting fake photo of an Australian soldier smiling with a bloody knife in his hand at the throat of an Afghan child, now that was fake. It did not happen. And yeah, i I, I believe the, the ones who are about to be charged with raw crimes should be charged and jailed and if even if they're famous, stripped of their medals if they are convicted. But on this one, China is up the ante. And I'll tell you something interesting about all this. We are we are little we are middle league players, we're not big league players. I believe, and this is just my opinion, that China Z is aiming this at Biden, the new administration. He wants to show them how tough China is going to be in trade and everything else. Um, There's an old Chinese proverb I heard, kill the chicken and scare the monkey. And I think, suspect, that's what they're doing. Kick the shit out of Australia and show Biden that we are not to be trifled with here. Now, I, I go back, I can go back, look, 50 years ago, God, I remember a comment that sticks in my head even today. And it was about China, which was a totally unknown quantity back then. It was mystical. We didn't know anything about it. The bamboo curtain was there. This is way before um, the president went to China to see Mao Zedong. And the quote I read somewhere, wasn't original, said about China. While the tiger sleeps, let it. Because when it wakes, the world will hear its roar. And it's never been more apparent than the roaring China is doing today. In the South Seas, they've moved in there. They're building these fake islands. They're daring anybody to come at them. Um, and, and I mean, to talk of war is bullshit. I mean, Australia and China are never going to go to war because um, they'd win in a minute. But apart from that, it, that won't happen. But it's going to take us, I think, some years to get all this back on track.
0: Why? Why is um, Australia being targeted? Why well, not Canada? Why not
1: other countries? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. But I mean, you could argue that we we came out with the COVID thing early on, and that upset them. But then, other fifty other countries came out too. Um, I, I, I do not know. I the um, we're pushing in other ways over, over foreign in, involvement in Australia. There is a growing, sadly, anti-Chinese feeling in Australia, which has been been hammered by some conservatives in the Liberal Party and by places like One Nation. I mean, it, it, I think it's naive for us to be saying, oh, when we did this, first of all, okay, I'm not big on history, but we relied too much on Britain for trade decades ago. Then we relied too much on Japan for trade. Now we rely too much on China. That is true. But for people suddenly saying, oh, we must um, diversify. We should sell our wine to India. It took 10 years, 15 years to develop the market in China. You can't just overnight suddenly say, oh, we'll go to this country. We'll go to that country. Or we'll stop selling iron ore. You know, we, we can't boycott China. We've got to find a way to to lower the pressure. I thought, I saw Penny Wine inside us recently, and she used words like calm and things like that, which I thought, pretty sensible in this day and age. Now, maybe maybe Morrison got too angry too quickly and went off. But, Jesus, but, what they said about our armed forces in that phony was um, was something we had. We hear, The prime minister of his country had to defend his country and his troops.
0: Darren, the world appears to have split into uh, two groups, two sides. You know, there's those with China yeah. and those with the United States. It's good to be on the, on the right side, but it's good to be on the winning side, the, yeah. pow- the most powerful side. You know, we've got China there with one point, whatever it is. Billion four people. Four billion people. Uh, I, I read that we're trying to um, get closer to India and bring them into, you know, some sort of pact with uh, Australia, the United States, Japan and India just to level out the...
1: Uh but it puzzles me, Tony. We just signed two weeks ago some much trumpeted deal with those countries you mentioned and China was one of them. So we all supposedly signed this new trade pact, which will be wonderful for the South Pacific and the Pacific in general, and yet China is now treading on us. So, I mean, they are in breach of WTO relationships and orders. I mean, I don't believe Australia's been... You know, I can't prove it. I don't believe they've been dumping wine and certainly not going to get a... Suddenly a bottle of wine at a 220 or 210% tariff on it. It's It's totally destructive to our industry.
0: Yeah, it's obviously an attempt by China to just apply as much pressure as they can yeah. on, on different groups in Australia, you know, the farming sector with meat yeah. and with wine, just to put more pressure on the... Because at some stage, sanity, you would think, has got to prevail. But who blinks first? Well, who well, backs down?
1: Look, Simon Birmingham can't even get the, the appropriate minister to answer his phone calls. Scott Morrison has not spoken to a senior Chinese person since November last year. Now that's mad. You can't. I mean, they are they are our biggest trading partner. We've got to find ways to uh, reopen the door. I mean, it's slammed shut at the moment. And if you think if they suddenly so mega bullshit stories about our beef being polluted or... I mean, we had coals unloaded a few weeks ago in China. Those ships had been off the Chinese coast for, for weeks, maybe two months. You now, how, how do you run a business? I mean, they know we're weak with COVID uh, and our business is weak and our economy's weak. It's almost like they're trying to you know, jam us down even more. Well,
0: it's, it's ironic that COVID started in China Well, yes. But they've come through it stronger than any other Western nation. There's
1: a theory now that COVID may have started in India, according to the Chinese. But I mean, who do you believe at the moment? I mean.
0: Well, from, you know. Yeah. basically the reports and the media reports from earlier this year uh, you know this that's it uh, emerged in in China initially that's the country that reported to the World Health Organization so uh, contrary I mean unless other evidence comes that's sort of what I'm do
1: yeah. look the um
0: But I notice, Darren, that they're saying that the Chinese economy is going to grow by 12% (coughs) next year. Now, that's enormous growth. Mm. When you've got countries like Britain, Spain, Italy, Germany, the United States, even Australia, Mm. even though it'll do reasonably well, we're not going to grow anywhere near 12%. Uh, And if we grow, we'll grow 1% or 2%. So there's this enormous economic power Growing and growing and growing and growing stronger, and growing more belligerent.
1: Well, you have got a president for life, uh, and you don't have a democratic system. Um, and f- so, for and what angers me a bit is when they, when China starts talking about human rights and uh, and freedom of speech, no country in the world, like major country, has a worse record on human rights or shutting down freedom of speech than China. I mean, when COVID first started, they started locking up the doctors who were warning them that it was there. And that's how bad it has been in that country.
0: So China could emerge as the leading superpower. I mean, yes. and it may well happen in you know in our lifetime. Yes. Um, uh, and they are showing signs that they want to lead on the world stage. Uh, it's a militarily
1: day, as well as economically, you
0: know. Yeah, well, this Belt and Road project mm. that they've got, which Victoria, by the way, Premier Daniel Andrews has signed up to, which is in a very difficult situation now because the federal government is uh, putting forward well, legislation well, to try well, and well,
1: stop... Well, the is through. So, therefore, uh, the federal government can actually... I didn't know this could happen with a state, but the federal government can actually step in now and cancel that Belt and Road contract, whatever it is, between the state government and China. Now, that's a huge discussion about states' rights and federal rights or whatever, but the federal government, this new legislation says that if uh, a state, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, if a state brings in legislation or signs a contract, a deal, that is an impediment to the security of Australia, the federal government can step in and cancel it.
0: Well, would you be comfortable with Victoria going ahead with this Belt and Road project, which I assume is China being involved in infrastructure, China lending us money?
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm bob each way, because it's going to cause a lot of jobs in Victoria, would you seem. Um, but,
0: but obviously China but, wouldn't be doing it. Not in their interest. In their interest.
1: Yeah, so I'm... And also, we don't know the details of it. I mean, I didn't know it had happened for a long time. Now, so I presume when... If the federal government steps in and tries to cancel it, we'll get to know all the bits and pieces about it. Um, I know that, well, in my gut, Australians are very anti-Chinese at the moment, which sadly affects Chinese-Australians too, you know, living here. Um, But whether... Whether the government, federal government can just wipe it, I'm I'm I, I'm I'm a bit fuzzy on that. Basically.
0: Yeah, and, and what does it do to uh, you know? It's a big slap in the face. And, and sovereign, to, to, to things, China
1: things like sovereign rights come into it, and and, okay, and what's a contract worth if if I'm a country? Say forget China. Say it's um, it's um, Colombia, and they sign a deal with the New South Wales government, and suddenly the federal government steps in and says that that, that deal you've just signed is null and void. It, it's it's it, it, it launches a huge thing. I mean I'm I, I, I say this now I'm a federalist. I think we should wipe state governments anyway and we should have uh, we should have a federal system and enhanced and emboldened local councils the way Britain does. I mean, we don't need state governments to have two houses of, and i I'm speaking against myself because I've got two members of parliament in the Victorian upper house. but I don't think we need state state governments, but if you do, go federalist and a centralist government you would have to have um more powerful local councils taking care of the potholes in Camberwell and stuff like that um look Britain's got 70 million 80 million people and they get by with with no state governments I mean Queensland gets by with no upper house New Zealand 40 50 years ago abolished their upper house you know They've so only got four, or five million people, but they have no upper house anymore, and um, I, I, it's, look—it's it's another, it's another issue for another day.
0: Yeah, it, it, it is uh, j- just back to uh, China, though, mm. uh, Darren. I, I would say that given what's happened in the last couple of months, the trade war, the uh, the issue with the tweet, and the Australian soldier, mm. I, I I think Australians and even Victorians would be happy for this Belt and Road project not to go ahead. I agree with you. I, th- I
1: think you've, that that is the mood, I think, of the country and of the state. I think you're right. Um, there must be something subconscious here because, um, on a personal note, in recent days, I used to, be, used to cook Chinese food all the time. I've gone back to Chinese stir-fried vegetables <laughs> for lunch, so I'm becoming very, very oriental in my in my Eating habits.
0: They are real chasms that are uh, appearing, you know, real differences in, in, in the world. I mean, when the United mm. States ruled the world as the, uh, you know, superpower after the, the wall fell, mm. uh, we were on the right side. We were good friends with the United States. We felt safe. But, uh, you know, little Australia can't really look after itself against a, a big beast like no. China.
1: No, we can't. But, I mean, we've we've done the right thing in terms of the South China Seas with the artificial islands and things. We've backed the Americans on that, and we have to, apart from Sam Dastyari. Uh, but we have actually backed the Americans. I think you're going to find, getting back to our original argument, I think Biden and Harris will get on very well with Australia. It'll be a far more calm, to use Penny Wong's line, a couple more calm relationship. Um, I think that Biden will... And the Democratic Party will rein Kamala Harris in. I mean, she's too left-wing for the Democratic Party. They call them the progressives. Uh, he will give a bit to the progressives, but he he'll lose the party's base if he goes too far left. I mean, as I've said to you many times before, America will never elect in my lifetime a socialist government. And and Biden is a centrist. You know, he's a he's a very much a centrist.
0: I was watching, I have been watching, Darren, the crowd. And and recently I watched the episode where uh, Harold Wilson, you you mentioned there, the left, you know, the socialist, and he was a socialist prime minister after many years of uh, conservative prime ministers in in Britain. And uh, uh, I could see, and it's just a fiction really based on fact, but uh, the angst, even with the Queen... There was no trust with uh, Harold Wilson. No. Uh, and there were reports that he might have been uh, seconded by the Russians as a spy many years earlier. Suppose they all were. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, then you had Blunt, the, the Queen's uh, art mm. historian and curator who came out as a uh, spy. A spy. Have, have you watched The, the Crown no, at all?
1: I have not watched any of The Crown. Believe it or not, in all this lockdown, I not, I've got Stan, I've got Netflix, I haven't watched one thing on either of them. I, I'm... Pathetically consumed by news. I watch CNN. I watch a a bit of Sky News. I don't watch Sky After Dark. I can't stand that. Uh, but But with The Crown, I'm perplexed that people are saying the crowd should put up a disclaimer before every episode saying it's fiction. Well, of course it's bloody fiction. I mean, it's, a, it's just TV series. It doesn't claim to be a documentary. Well,
0: I wonder what the Queen and Prince Philip and uh, the royal family, I'm sure they watch it. They yeah. must have an interest in seeing how they're being portrayed on, uh, on television. we think so. Yeah. And, what, and what they think about it, because Prince Philip sort of comes across as a nice guy.
1: He's an but, asshole.
0: But... As a philanderer, but, you know, there's... No, more than th- that. He's
1: he's one of the most racist, awful well, people I've ever interviewed in my life. You've interviewed him? Yes, actually? I have. Tell yeah. me about that. Interview. He's, um, I mean, all those jokes about slitty eyes and all that stuff in China and don't stay too long, your eyes will go <laughs> slitty. I mean, he has been a racist all his life, you know. Um, he's a pompous, sarcastic, arrogant prick. Well, right? when did you interview him? Uh, in 1966 in no- Jamaica.
0: At the Commonwealth Games, there, yeah. was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I
1: mean, he and he, he behaves. I mean, I, I don't care about his philandering. That's that's their business. But um, I, I I watched an earlier series, some other semi-doco series, which was fantastic. I remember, and I, I'm a bit vague. Um, Tony Blair came out of this episode incredibly strongly because he apparently went to Balmoral after Princess Died mm. died, mm. and they wouldn't lower the flags. Are, Buckingham Palace to half-mast and he supposedly according to this so-called doco when the Queen was still out with her doggies and hunting and stuff he went to Balmoral and said unless you get back to Buckingham Palace you won't have a monarchy
0: well, this is what comes through clearly on the uh, TV program: uh, uh, is that they're very sensitive to uh, you know the the public and mm-hmm. what the public expects, and doing the right thing, and the Queen not uh, showing uh, any bias one way or the other. It, it, look, I've really enjoyed it. It's, uh, oh, sure. a, 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 and as I say, Prince Philip, there are touching moments between him and the Queen, uh, and I notice. In the TV series, uh, she's got one bedroom on one side and one bedroom on the other with a hallway
1: in between. So it's like no. they got their own quarters. He was quite... He actually, he, he, from what I've read, that's all, he and Princess Di got on quite well. He was quite empathetic to her situation with Charles and and the Camilla situation. Well, he's hard
0: on Charles, as everyone knows. Mm. sent him off to uh, Gordonston, I think, yeah, was the Gordonston, private school. Yeah. And Charles just didn't cope with the... You know, he's just, he just—he was not that sort of kid. Prince Philip claims the school made him. Prince Charles was there for five years and says it was the, you know, most miserable period of his mm. of his life. Um, it's uh, it's it's quite interesting to watch. Yeah,
1: actually, I'll, I'll, I'll try and make time. I'd like to do that. But for this thing, people are saying they should make a disclaimer that it's fiction. I mean, should every movie say? people say it's based on fact, but you don't accept that everything in it. It's true. I mean, I read that somebody, apparently in The Crown, they had um, they had uh, Bob Hawke, supposedly, in a conversation yes. saying, you don't put a pig in charge of a herd of cows, even if it's wearing a set of pearls, <laughs> a twin set and pearls. Well, <laughs> he didn't ever say that, but it's, it's fiction.
0: Um, uh, what do you know about Princess Margaret? Because um, she comes across as a ditzy sort of... Uh oh, she had a wanting great, to have fun, good. She had a
1: great life. Pretty smart, had a great life. She was a piss pot. She
0: um she used to, to Mustique. She, she
1: had Mystique. She had affairs with Peter Sellers. Then she shacked up with her landscape gardener, Roddy Llewellyn, you know, down in Mustique. I mean I mean she was married to Tony Armstrong Jones, Anthony Armstrong Jones, whose sexuality was always a bit sus. Uh, he was sort of known in the the gay bars. Of
0: well, I think he liked he kick with both feet.
1: Yes, he was, and so he he was known known the gay bars, and so suddenly her husband is 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 by, and she's off with a, with a twenty five year old landscape gardener or something. It was, but um, in those days, the the press left it alone. You know, they wouldn't now.
0: Well, n- n- no, I mean it's uh, everything. And they didn't
1: was die and. Uh, and, uh, you know, and Hewitt. Yeah.
0: Then, everything you know. eventually comes out, uh, doesn't it? And uh, the infidelity, the alleged infidelity of Prince Philip and the mm. allegations that he's got illegitimate children yeah. in different places. Well, there a,
1: look, there's a, a great well, – it wasn't a great book, it was a funny book. Decades ago now, after he came out here, I think, for the 56 Olympics, and he and his Aussie mate toured Tahiti and Fiji and spent a lot of time in the Pacific Islands – a book came out, not naming him, of course, but it was called The Consort. And on the cover was a nubile native girl with bare breasts and some bloke in a, body, uh, a robe and a crown, which is obviously meant to be Prince Philip. And it told stories about what he got up, what supposedly he got up to out here at, at that time. And I think the male Australian mate, I think his wife filed for divorce, which caused the blow up in the end.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's what uh, they portray in the in oh, the series did they? The oh. Crown. Um, I, I must say, having watched it, Darren, I, I do have a, um, a, a, a renewed respect for the Queen. I mm. think you know she may have put a foot wrong here and there with Princess not Di, often. and not but often. not
1: often. No, she she's like, they claim now that she's been clumsy over the. Uh, the Megan miscarriage. That The palace has not commented on it at all. It's very private, and Charles hasn't either. You know that. You that, Her critics would claim we she should have said something about. I feel sorry for the girl or the woman. Uh, da, 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 da And they go back to the thing that. Remember when the Prince Philip said that Charles shouldn't go to Paris to pick up Di's body because she's not a royal anymore. You know, they they live in a world of their own, it's, and it's very uh,
0: callous. It, it, it's it's crazy, and 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 the. The behaviour of the people around the royals, like their private secretary, Mm. uh, Tommy Lashels, I think is the guy's name. He was the Queen's private secretary for many years. And uh, he's portrayed as a sinister sort of character in the background, almost pointing the Queen in directions she might not want to go. Particularly early on Mm. when she was, I mean, we, we forget she was only... Twenty something years old when she well, became well. Michael Heseltine
1: 20. was was from Perth. He was involved as a as a private secretary for, for decades. From memory, you know, mm. but they were they were protected. It was all it was always shut down. And now I think they would be perplexed that they're not protected anymore. That it's it's out there, you know. And, uh, Whatever Harry and Meghan are doing, um, then it's going to be out there. Well,
0: ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't watched The Crown, uh, I think it's worth paying the whatever it is, $9 a month uh, for Netflix. Well, I'm to, doing that anyway, uh, so
1: how many episodes are? I should go back like, to number one. Well, there's night.
0: four series, and I think each series at least got a dozen episodes, so oh, you've got a lot I'm of too hours. Busy, I'm
1: too busy writing. <laughs> you've got now. a lot of I am too busy I'm too got writing. lot i have not got time to watch that. <laughs> 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 All right,
0: mate. Uh, Mr Hinch, thank you very much.